Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Bustling Unlimited, as it's Wednesday, and we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite, which, for all intents and purposes, was a newsworthy show. I mean, we got, uh, I, you can't say debut, because we've seen Jay White before, but we got the news of a new signing. We got huge news that AEW is going to run Wembley Stadium in August, and we got new tag team champions at the end of the show. So, from all accords, tonight's Dynamite was a newsworthy show, for sure. And we'll get into all of that as far as what I thought of the show. First off, for starters, this show flowed very well. Because when they said, coming up next, we got our main event for the AW World Tag Team Championships. I go, really? This show went by super fast. Like, super Super quick. So, I do have to give it to them that the pacing of this show was really good. And overall, I liked this show. So, I would say I liked the show outside of the MJF stuff. That was just dumb and stupid, and I didn't like it at all. Everything else? All right. Not bad. Good. For the most part. But with that, I want to say thank you if you are watching live. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching... Live, you can also do so on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling on limited. If you are watching live on Twitch, you can watch, help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, you can also support us over on YouTube by becoming a <clears throat> channel member by hitting that join button down below or by donating super chats in the YouTube chat, just like Dan Mullinax did. Thank you, Dan, for the super chat. He says, AEW all in in the UK. Hell yeah. We will get into that for sure because I got some questions. We got some concerns. We got things to talk about when it comes to all in. Also, remember, you can support us by heading over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like Redfall, Dead Island 2, or The Last of Us Part 1. Whether you're buying an old game like something on sale right now from the Plyon Publisher Sale. Or claiming one of the free games like the Silent Angel, Agent, the Silent Age, or Tunic. Tunchi. Tunchi. It's called Tunchi. Then you can help us right here. Also, remember you can use the code PWUnlimited for the all Epic Games and Epic Games Store purchases like Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys. Again, use code PWUNLIMITED for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. I mean, hell, if you still not played or own. Grand Theft Auto 5 on PC? Well, it's only $30 right now. So go grab it from the Epic Game Store. So the show itself, just news right off the bat. Dynamite opens, and it looks like we're going to be getting um, Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks. Now, interestingly, and I want to check something really fast. Hold on. I want to go to the AEW YouTube channel just really quickly. I want to see something. <clears throat> um. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they just did. That's weird. 
That's really weird. Huh. Okay. Well, anyways, they did Juice Robinson dirty. He didn't even get an entrance on television. He didn't even get an entrance. And sometimes when they don't have time for all the entrances at the beginning of the show, they'll do them on YouTube, run the YouTube live thing for like three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. Didn't even do that. Also weird. I've never noticed this from All Elite Wrestling. So they'll take clips from the show, like the Jay White debut or re-debut, like Jamie Hayter. And Riho's match, like the MJF stuff. And I've always seen, you know, they put it up on YouTube. But interestingly, it looks like they put them up, and then they have them premiere at different times. Which is very weird, because, like, they put up the FTR title win. That's been up and live on the AW YouTube channel for 11 minutes. Everything else, well, they got that, and they got the MJF segment. It's supposed to go live Tomorrow, no, everything else. Yes, yeah, so they put up the FTR title win segment. It's an eight-minute video. Everything else premieres tomorrow on YouTube. Very weird. That's very weird that they're not just going to put all the clips out tonight. Because why are people going to come back at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 a.m., 1 p.m., 11 a.m., 7 a.m.? And they're staggered, too. That's very weird. What are you doing, AEW? As soon as you got the clip ready, just put it live. Just let it post. That way people can see it. I don't understand this at all. How long have they been doing that? Because that's a weird rollout. But hey, if it works for them, it works for them. Because if we look at like from last week's Dynamite, I mean, we've got 300,000, 330,000, 250,000. So, I mean, it's working for them. What's me to criticize? Anyways, the show opens up. And Juice Robinson's already in the ring, and out comes Ricky Stark. Stark's just coming down. He gets into the ring. He goes up to pose for the crowd, and then things go black as far as all the videos. And one of the commentators, I can't remember exactly who it was, goes, what's going on? And then also we hear some music, but we see nothing. All of a sudden we see Jay White appear on the stage and the Bullet Club logo on all the screens. Jay White then makes his way down to the ring, and he and Juice Robinson together beat the crap out of Ricky Starks. White hugs Robinson afterwards and then connects with a Blade Runner as both men stood tall over Starks. So there we go. Tony Khan then took to social media and was like, hey, this guy is all elite. This guy is signed with the company. I'll read exactly what Tony Khan stated in the tweet. Actually, we'll just pull it up on the screen. We could do that. We'll just pull it up on the screen. Tony Khan actually tweeted out. I'll show you that tweet. Switchblade Jay White is all elite. Tune in now to Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite, live on TBS. But Jay White has officially signed with All Elite Wrestling. You don't get the hashtag All Elite uh, logo and graphic and all that if you haven't actually officially signed. So, very interesting because everybody last week was under the impression he's going to WWE. Then apparently this week and this weekend, mm -mm, just no interest. Interest died. No one was talking about it at all. So, 
it'll be very interesting to see Forbidden Door because we know Forbidden Door is coming, and there's that storyline of he can't work New Japan talent. So what does he do at Forbidden Door? Do they have to keep Jay White off of Forbidden Door? Does he have to be somebody's manager so he's not actually in a match? I don't know, but that's going to be an interesting one for sure. Um... Tony Schiavone cuts to the back. He's with, oh, they, they cut Tony Schiavone in the back. And he's with Chris Jericho. Who talked about Adam Cole's match and post-match celebration last week. He said it went on. And he started going on and on. As Cole punked out Danielson. And he had a to put a stop to the disrespect. Keith Lee then stepped into frame and talked about Jericho's disrespect. He's shown to many in AEW. Lee issued a challenge to Jericho for next week in Milwaukee to teach him a thing or two about respect. Jericho just slowly backed away, no answer. And as far as I saw, because this show like ran late and long, and even though it felt fast, this show went right up to the wire. They didn't announce anything for next week's Dynamite. And when they announced stuff for Rampage, and I guess there's a Battle of the Belts Friday too I didn't know about, that was announced during the main event, bottom corner. So... House of Black then make their entrance as they are defending the AEW Trios World Championships against Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. Match was good. I enjoyed it. Again, it was Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews against the team of Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta. We also got Sue back, Trent's mama. A minivan drove in backstage as Trent's mother, Sue, was behind the wheel to a loud reaction from the crowd. Beretta and Black worked together early, going back and forth and whatnot. And there is a number of reversals until Beretta hit a standing Meteora. I feel like I got a hair in my mouth. And it's bugging the crap out of me. Maybe I don't. This is weird. There's a weird feeling in my mouth. Anyways. Taylor and King made the tags. As Taylor was able to avoid a charging senton, which allowed Cassidy and Matthews to enter as well. A lightning fast series of switches led to Matthews blocking a tilt-a-whirl DDT into a corner uh, corner lawn dart. The match then broke down as everybody spilled outside with King mowing down Taylor while Cassidy tried to hands in the pocket fall off the top rope only to be caught by Black and Matthews and slammed face first on the apron. Breda did suffer the same fate as he was caught and slammed down as well. House of Black, they controlled during a the, uh, the entire commercial break as Cassidy hit a top rope uh, crossbody on Black. King was sent through the ropes onto his partners while Cassidy was launched to the floor onto everyone. Back inside the ring, there was a double choke slam power a cho double choke slam power bomb spot that got a two on Black as he, uh, as we saw Roosh Drillistico and Preston Vance sitting in the front row watching along. They're like, "Hey, there's a trio. Maybe they can challenge." There's a huge series of big moves in succession for both teams until Black and Cassidy had a standoff after missing an orange punch and a roundhouse kick. Cassidy tried his little kicks, but Black dropped him. Cassidy responded with a stun dog millionaire as we saw Anna Jay watching backstage. I guess she's got a beef with Julia Hart. They said something about Rampage, and I go, yep, you have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, Beretta connected with a perfect pile driver on Matthews and Black, but when it came to King, couldn't get him up initially. It took a Taylor pump knee and a Cassidy orange punch as Beretta hit the pile driver on King for a close near fall. 
Taylor and Matthews both countered each other's Soul Food and Murphy's Law until Matthews connects with the curb stomp to pick up the victory. So there we go. House of Black retained the titles. Rob Bubba says, hey, how old are Sue? Well, first off, you don't ask a lady her age, so I don't know. I got this weird taste in my mouth. All right, hopefully that, that helps. So then we got a weird segment. Excalibur throws it to a... Well, first, it seems like he's throwing it to the back for Christian to speak, and then it's just a video. He said, it's somebody we haven't seen in a while, and it's Christian Cage. There's a red light in a hallway. He then comes into frame as Luchasaurus emerges behind him, and they both look into the camera all menacing and don't say a word. And then commentary tries to play this up like, oh my God, they said so much without saying anything at all. Kill. Next up, we have the AEW Women's World Championship on the line. It was Jamie Hayter defending against the first ever AEW Women's World Champion in Riho. So Hayter tried to end this pretty quickly, but Riho was a little bit faster and a step ahead as she got a series of near falls in response. Hayter used her power for a few uh, few shoulder tackles, but again, Riho used her speed to send Hayter to the floor. She then hit a dive off the top. Hayter battled back in the ring with a gut buster to gain control. Both ladies battled to the apron where a slugfest ensured ensued until Hater hit a Uranagi on the apron. Kind of like apron edge of the ring area. After a commercial break, Riho fired back with a head scissors, a tiger faint kick, and a crossbody off the top for a two. Hater avoided a Northern Lights suplex, but not a snap German not a snap German or a dragon suplex by Riho. There's a top rope double stomp missed as Hater hit a Yushigoroshi and a, sli- a swing slow, a swing low. And a nice lariat. Hater connected with a superplex. Held on. Uh, wanted the brain buster, but Rio countered into a nasty looking DDT. Cool little sequence there. Uh, there was a forearm that was thrown by both women as Hater won the battle. As both went up to the second rope, Rio hit a springboard Hurricane Rana out of the corner and charged in with double knees. But Hater got a foot on the rope on the pin. Rio desperately. Wanted another dragon suplex, but Hater rolled through and hit the Hater Raid, which Rio avoided at first, but then there was a second one. Rio kicked out of the pin attempt, but Hater clobbered her with a second Hater Raid and pinned her to retain the belt. So there we go. As we move on, we go to the back with Renee Paquette. She's there with the outcasts, Ruby Soho, Soraya, and Tony Storm. And now, I could be wrong here. Is Ruby their leader? Because recently, Ruby's had more matches that they've accompanied her to. And I've noticed Ruby speaking more. Right, Squad 2.0? Anyways, they mocked Jamie. And they're like, no, we got to give her props. She retained her belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ruby Soho said for her not to get comfortable, though. That is, hater. As one of them three is going to take that title from her. The kid asked who it would be. And then Soraya was like, eh, we'll let you sit on that one. Like, don't stir the pot, Renee. Basically, like, don't try to make us turn against one another on who gets the title shot. Uh, Give me one second. 
Okay. Yeah, that's nothing. Let me get a, a segment I wasn't really fond of. This is like one of two or three things I wasn't really fond of on the show. D'Angelo Parker, Jake Hager, and Matt Menard, who wanted to know what's going on with um, Acclaimed and if they're going to join the JAS. Um, the Acclaimed made their way out with Caster's rap running down Chris Jericho, George Santos, and even a Cocaine Bear reference. Many thought that he was going to make some Vince McMahon references tonight, but I didn't catch any. Parker said that he got an eight-man tag set for all of them this week on Rampage and then said, but now I want to know what it feels like. Scissor me! And Billy Gunn kicks him, uh, cuts him off. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. Anthony, let's show him how it's done. And then he and Bowen scissor. Oh, Magmalord says, how did Riho even get the title match? Because... There is no rhyme or reason in AW. You just make a match and go, oh, by the way, yeah, we'll put the title on the line. Sure, why not? Man, cool. There's no rhyme or reason in AW. Matches never make sense. You should know that by now. How long have we been doing this? Four years? A video was then shown of MJF being awarded the key to the city of Oyster Bay. MJF said that this was one of the proudest days of his entire life. An introduction by Justin Roberts for a swing band ensues as they start playing their music when MJF walks out in a white tuxedo to a good reaction from the crowd, but then they kind of, he loses them for a while. MJF broke out singing pennies from uh, heaven in what just, yeah, this was what, no, no. The more he kept singing, the less the crowd was into it. And he's going on and on and singing. I don't know the words. Yeah, anyways. He goes on the whole band's performance and MJF's vocals were cool. It's like a Dean Martin performance. MJF danced down to the ring with some uh, with a song as well. Uh, Robertson introduced Joseph Saldino, the supervisor of the town of Oyster Bay, where... Taz goes, oh, I know that guy. A lot of people don't like him. He presented MJF with an even bigger key to Long Island. Saladino got booed merif- mer- uh, mercifully. And I think that's when Taz made the reference of nobody likes him. but Or it was right before that. Something like that. And MJF just goes on and on and on. And the crowd is reacting kind of. But as he would say... The reactions were pretty mid. MJF said that he deserves this. While losers like Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and most of all, Jungle Boy didn't. He said the most Jungle Boy with all his girlfriend with a wandering eye and tiny package. MJF is going to tell the fans his story. And said, I was a boy that had and still deals with ADD. A lot of you may as well. He's like... And he says that, and the crowd just starts chanting, ADD, ADD, ADD. He says he had a teacher growing up, Miss Benedict, who would laugh at him when she was asking what he wants to be. And he says, I want to be a world champion wrestler. He told him that would never happen. Yet as a child, he was told him that was a joke. He said, but now this is a joke on Miss Benedict, who he called a stupid bitch, which also got a stupid bitch chant. Stupid bitch, stupid bitch from the crowd. MGF gave a motivational speech to the Long Island kids, basically saying, hey, don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. You can do whatever you want as long as you put in the work. Well, except 
for being MJF. You can't be MJF. He then said, because I'm MJF, I'm better than you. And then the crowd said, and the crowd said, you know it, or however it goes. I'm better than you, and you know it. Yeah. He then walks up to the top of the ramp. He's like, you want an encore? And they kind of like, yeah. He goes, no, I said, you want an encore? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, no, I said, do you want an encore? And then somebody from behind gets the symbols and hits them. And he goes, hey. That's not what we rehearsed. We've known this for a week. What's going on? And it's revealed that this guy with the symbols is Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy reveals himself and he and MJF start to brawl. MJF did get cheered whenever he was on the offense. And Jungle Boy actually got booed. Which they're in Long Island. People in Long Island, for some reason, love MJF because he's the hometown boy. Um, they were separated by agents and security when Sammy Guevara's music would hit and he would walk out because, well, he's got a match. The AEW world title was dropped in the middle of this little squirmish, so Sammy picked it up and held it high. He held it up. MJF and Jungle Boy watched him, and then he put it down and went to the ring. So, yeah, interesting segment. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. I thought it went way too long, which... As we saw at the end of this show, they were rushing for time because they had no time to show an FTR celebration. They had no time to announce anything for Friday, like during its own segment, even with the Excalibur going really fast, kind of like this rampage. Nope, didn't even get that. So next up, we had Sammy Guevara versus Commander. Guevara blindsided uh, Commander and connected with a huge springboard moonsault to the floor. So high, Guevara was out of frame. Guevara flew off the top back inside, but ate a super kick in midair. Commander did his uh, rope walk into a shooting star press for a near fall as Guevara rolled outside. Commander tried his rope walk across the ring, dived to the outside, but Guevara had it scouted and hit a jump knee to take him out as we go to picture and picture break. And I think it was here or one other spot where Taz is like, hey, Commander, you're going to the top way too much. You're taking too much time. It's not going to end up working out for you. So it's like, even Taz was like, yeah, this flippy shit's getting a little too much. Guar kept Commander grounded as we saw Jungle Boy watching on backstage, but there was security around him so he couldn't get involved. Commander fought back with a springboard poison Rana before walking the ropes with a huge dive on the outside. Back inside, Commander tried another shooting star press, but Guevara moved, so Commander hit a springboard Phoenix Splash for a two. Commander then tried the rope walk shooting star for a third time, and Guevara got his knees up. At this point, it's like, hey, cut it out and just do something else, because this fucker's got it scouted by this point. Guevara did miss a GTH as he was placed in, in the ropes until Commander tried another rope walk. This time, Guevara hit a cutter halfway through. Like, come on. I think that's when Taz may have been like, yeah, this, this rope stuff ain't working for you. The GTH did connect, and Guevara did pick up the victory as they showed Darby watching from the rafters. Good match. I thought they tried Commander specifically, as Taz even noted. He tried too much of his spots, and it was more, to me, Commander just trying to hit his spots instead of having a really good match with Sammy. I felt like it was Commander trying to get himself over instead of having a good, good match. So... The match was okay, but it really did absolutely nothing for me. Tony Schiavone enters the ring to interview Guevara post-match, 
who questioned what the heck we even just saw before his match. He's like, what was that, American Idol? Guevara said that he had beat, or he had MJF beat when they last wrestled, but Sean Spears, the chairman, actually came in, got involved, and beat him. Not MJF. MJF can't beat me straight up. Guevara said that MJF's pillar was built by others, and he's almost jealous of it. Guevara said that MJF sold his soul to be a pillar, something he would never do. Guevara said he isn't going to stop until he's AEW world champion. So then moving forward, we had Hook versus Ethan Page. And it's like, why does this match even matter if they're just going to redo it on Friday? They're literally just redoing it on Friday. Ethan Page lost. Yeah, he got screwed by Matt Hardy, but he lost. Why give him a rematch already? Like, the bullshit. So Page tried a cheap shot early, but was dropped with a T-bone suplex before rolling outside. Page took the fight to Hook on the floor and posted him before doing a Matt Hardy pose back in the ring. Page tried for a twist of fate, but Hook countered and hit one of his own. Isaiah Cassidy ran distraction long enough for Hardy to have a tug-of-war with the FTW belt with Ethan Page. Hardy ripped the title away and then hit Page over the head with it, who fell into a red rum to give Hook the submission victory. This sucked. This was crap. This was garbage. Hardy and I, uh, Isaiah Cassidy then fist-bumped and celebrated with Hook on the ramp, and that was it. Like, this was short, and this was not even needed. Like, what the? Well, no. I guess this is how they're splitting off Matt and Isaiah from the firm. This sucked. Uh, Excalibur then says, well, we'd like to throw it to our newest member of the broadcast team. That's Nigel McGinnis as he's backstage with AEW president Tony Khan. So Nigel McGinnis is backstage with Tony Khan. Khan said before AEW was founded, four pioneers, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega, all put on a show called All In. It was the biggest independent wrestling show of all time. And five years later, AEW is doing something big as well. They will be debuting in London, England, coming up on Sunday, August 27th with All In. Khan would then state, now as far as where this show is taking place, we got to bring in somebody else who is akin to those four men I just named. That's Adam Cole. Adam Cole would then walk in frame and say, hey, this show is taking place from Wembley Stadium. Yeah, Wembley Stadium. Now, earlier today, Fightful had a report that stated that many in the locker room thought that the London show was going to be the big announcement tonight but that it would take place from the OVO Arena in Wembley. That's a 12,000-seat building. Not goddamn Wembley Stadium that WWE did SummerSlam at with 80,000 or that, um, what's his name? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Tyson Fury had a fight at last year with 94,000. Now, that's the building that AEW is going to use, Wembley Stadium. The big building, the soccer stadium. I don't know if they get 70, 80, 90,000. That's going to be hard. Yeah, WWE did it, 80,000. Back in what, 92? SummerSlam. Wembley, when was that? 1991. 1991. 
And then again, Tyson Fury got 94 people there last year. So, I mean, it's possible, but I don't see AEW doing those big of numbers. But then here's the other question. A, the show is called All In. Did I say Magmalore? Why? Did I say Michael Cole? I meant Adam Cole. Anyways, so the show is called All In, which is weird because they've never used the... Well, mm, I get it now that I'm thinking of it. They now own the right to the All In name. Because they own Ring of Honor. Okay. But here's the weird thing. Usually, Labor Day weekend, which is the first weekend of September, they run all out in Chicago. And this Wembley show is essentially the week before that, the 27th. The week before the first week of September. So are we not getting a Chicago Labor Day weekend show this year from AEW? Is All In the new name and they're not using the All Out name anymore? You know what? I want to look something up. Who owns the... I'm pretty sure it's Ring of Honor, but who owns the trademark of All In? Because maybe they changed it to AEW All In now too. Let's see. All In Search. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Yep. Nope. AEW has not retrademarked it yet I don't even see the trademark here at all uh, I'll probably have to go back a ways yeah because that trademark was done in 2018 alright let me try something let's go back let's go exact terms and phrases I still don't see it. Huh, interesting. Anyways, I guess they're just going to use all in instead of all out from go from now on. We don't know that for sure. But are they doing Chicago? Labor Day in Chicago. Is that show going to take place or not? Because it would be weird if they did two big shows in a row. So is this the new norm? Or is this just a one-time thing? I don't know. I don't know what the plan is going to be going forward. But it is very interesting to see that they are doing it the week before Labor Day weekend. And that is not in Chicago. It is in London, in Wembley. So we'll see where this all goes and when the next big Chicago show gets announced. Then we have the Blackpool Combat Club. They just demolished their competitors. Um, the destruction happened so quick, so fast that Excalibur couldn't even tell us who the opponents were. Moxley and Claudio hit a spike pile driver on the floor to one guy while Yuta locked in a single crab. Moxley with a sleeper and Claudio launched a poor guy to the floor. Yuta then hit an anvil elbow and a nasty cross face to pick up the victory. Post-match, Danielson grabbed a microphone saying that he was home with his family, who he loved. He also loves all the Blackpool Combat Club who are professional wrestlers, the only real professional wrestlers in AEW. Danielson asked if the guys just beaten up are professionals or not, but look more like amateurs hired by the EVPs put on television. Danielson calls themselves the, again, only professional wrestlers here tonight as Adam Page makes his way out to the ring. Page comes out all by himself, no fear in face, but then gets beaten down by all members of the Blackpool Combat Club. Danielson starts yelling, you're an amateur, you're an amateur, you're an amateur, and then he pulls out a freaking screwdriver. 
pull out a screwdriver as the BCC is holding Paige, and then he ranks right in the forehead of Hangman Page. But I don't think he really did anything to him because Hangman's holding his forehead the whole time. We don't see no blood. We don't see no nothing. So, yeah. Danielson then basically says that no one can stop them. Everybody, you're amateurs. They're the only professionals. And we'll go from here. He very much came off like a cult leader to me. We've seen heel Brian Danielson before. Heel Daniel Bryan. But this felt different. This felt different. More uh, psychotic and a little more crazy. Then they tell us, after the break, main event, and I go, whoa. I thought we were just finishing up the first hour, but no, main event time. It's FTR challenging the guns. The guns put the tag titles on the line. FTR with their AEW careers on the line. Match is okay. It wasn't all that great. I mean, it was solid, but it wasn't like, oh my God, great FTR match for the... Guns also had new music, but cool. I didn't notice it, but I saw everybody on Twitter going, oh, the guns had new music. So this is actually the first time that FTR has worked a match since January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom. Wheeler and Austin started off slapping each other. Wheeler connected with a charging spear in the ropes as chops and some chops from it as FTR made the fast tags in and out, in and out, in and out. Colton tried to regroup outside as Wheeler got a baseball slide was caught with Austin to allow the guns to take control. After a break, Harwood made the hot tag. And when he returned to fire, there was like a punching battle back and forth. There was a really nice short-arm lariat that sent Colton to the outside as Austin ducked one of his own. But, well, Harwood got a small package on him. There's a double DDT to Colton in the ropes. But he, uh, uh, FTR blind tagged in as they planted Austin with a spike pile driver for a two. Both teams tried their shatter machine, 310 to Utah, big, big finishers, as it was FTR who hit the shatter machine, but Colton pulled the ref out of the ring to stop the pin. Colton demanded referee Paul Turner disqualify them. Say, hey, I cheated. I pulled you out of the ring. Disqualify me. Basically, they're like, we can't win. We need to get disqualified so we don't lose our belts. We lose the match, but we don't lose our belts. Uh, Paul Turner refused to call for the DQ, and he let him fight. Colton and Harwood collided on the apron as Austin hit the famous surfer, too. Austin tried to go for a pedigree, but Harwood spun spun out into multiple pin attempts. Austin hit a low blow right in front of the referee, but Wheeler pleaded not to disqualify the guns. 310 to Yuma hit, uh, hit on Wheeler as Austin set up Harwood in the corner. The ref saw one title thrown in, but not the second, as Harwood was clocked with the belt. He kicked out of two. Harwood spat in the gun's face as Wheeler came flying off the top rope at the sunset flip. While Harwood simultaneously got a roll up on a roll up, and both guns were pinned, giving FTR the win. So FTR get to their feet. Referee raises their hand. Streamers, and then the show goes off the air. They say Mark Briscoe's coming out, but we never see him. At least I didn't notice him. And they go straight off the air because they ran long. During this match, they also announced stuff for Friday. I didn't even know there was a battle of the belts Friday, but there is. As far as Rampage does go, Julie Hart will be taking on Anna J.A.S. Hook will once again defend the FTW Championship against Ethan Page. The acclaimed Matt Menard and Angela Parker will all be in eight-man tag team action. Darby Allen will be taking on Lee Moriarty, and Swerve Strickland will make an announcement. Fuck AEW and all their announcements. 
And they said directly following AEW Rampage will be AEW Battle of the Bells. Orange Cassidy defends against uh, defends the AEW International Championship against Drillis Co. Jade Cargill will defend the AEW TBS Championship against Billy Starks and the Lucha Bros. Will defend their newly won Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships as QT Marshall and Powerhouse Hobbs. So they're running a damn Battle of the Belts at midnight Eastern? No, later than that. So if Dynamite? No, 7, 11 Eastern. I was trying to get the time difference right. 11 Eastern. Damn. Saturday said Mark did come out before I went black. Like, barely, I didn't see him. I mean, I think I saw him when they did the wide shot really quick, but that was it. And that was like, yeah, they rushed off the air just to go to all access. That, and here's the other thing fucking Excalibur. Well, directly following tonight's AEW Dynamite, we do have the second episode of AEW All Access. That's all over a million people watch it last week. Ah, oh, bullshit. Ah, uh, bullshit. Yeah, 320-something thousand viewers. That was it. Unless you're counting almost 600,000 viewers that watched on DVR after. Or if you're counting that debut technically after the basketball game. Because that don't count. That don't count. They're like, over a million people watched last week. No, they didn't. The ratings said 328, I think it was. So, No. No, 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 no. The new AEW World Tag Team Champions crowned at the end of the show. With that, guys, that was AEW Dynamite. That overall was a good show, but a lot of, like, what the hell as well. Like, the good stuff was good. But the bad stuff was bad. So, yeah, I guess if I was voting with you guys... I'd say it was all right. Howard Bubba says, I thought the FTR were going to WWE. Well, who said that? Whoever reported FTR was going to WWE? Who? I didn't. I said WWE may be interested, but I never said they were going. So, with that, you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to see what you guys thought of tonight's Dynamite. Let's refresh these polls and see what you guys said Let's go here. Um, far as the Twitter poll does go, 69% liked the show. 16% thought it was just all right. And 14% did not like it. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, I'm on the wrong page there. Uh, 68% liked the show, 16% thought it was just alright, and 16% did not like it. Some of the comments here say, great watch, great watch this show tonight. I'm glad FTR won the titles back to stay in AEW. Chris says 8 out of 10. Chris says far better than the Raw after WrestleMania. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd say that. But, I finally watched NXT because everyone's like, NXT was really good last night. I liked NXT just a little bit bigger, better than Dynamite. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, we're not we're not shitting on people in these in these comments, saying oh the people that, that voted that they didn't like it only didn't like it because they're WWE fans. Get out of the, get the fuck out of here. And then this person goes, 
Didn't watch, so I can't comment. Well, yeah, didn't watch, so you can't comment. Didn't watch, so you can't comment. Didn't watch, so you can't banned. I fucking hate that shit. I didn't watch, so I'm not going to comment. Well, you did comment, you trolling motherfucker. As far as the YouTube live poll does go, 78% liked the show. 17% thought it was just all right, and 4% didn't like it. Looking over here at the Twitch poll, 86% liked it. 14% thought it was just all right. With that, guys, that's going to wrap it all up. That is everything that took place tonight on AEW Dynamite. Remember, we'll be back live Friday morning for the wrestling wrap-up, and then Friday evening for Friday Night SmackDown. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.